Good afternoon and a very warm welcome for Great Sacred Music. Our theme today is International Women's Day, which was yesterday, but even a day late. It's good to think about women, so all our music will be taken from women composers, and we uh, will think about the, the theme of women's contribution and the way in which women both are contributing, and yet there is still quite a lot to do in terms of equality. And that means that our opening piece was actually particularly relevant, not just because it was written by a woman, Sarah MacDonald, but also because it was based on Genesis and the first chapter that opens up the Christian Bible, where men and women are created, made in the image of God, with an essential equality in worth and dignity right from the start, so that equality in creation is a baseline not a goal to work towards, but where you start. So our first piece was He Made the Stars Also, and it was intended as an introit for creation time, the period of time usually in the autumn in the church where we think about the value, beauty, and worth of creation. Sarah MacDonald is a Canadian-born organist, conductor, and composer. She lives in the UK and holds the positions of Fellow and Director of Music at Selwyn College, Cambridge, and Director of the Girl Choristers at Ely Cathedral. Now, it's our tradition at Great Sacred Music to begin by singing a hymn together, and you will find the words on the inside of your sheet, Longing for Light. This hymn was written by Bernadette Farrell, um, and it's one of a number of hymns that she's written that express a hope for peace and justice in God's world. She's a British Catholic, Roman Catholic hymn writer and community organizer in South London, who claims that writing wasn't her plan, but was a response to the needs she saw around her. Her hymns have um, been taken up enthusiastically beyond the Catholic Church and actually ecumenically. Her hymns are used quite widely and she even received the Lambeth Award by the Archbishop of Canterbury for her contribution to sacred music. Each verse of this hymn moves from a statement of what many long for and don't yet have, like basic human rights and the fundamentals of everyday living, to a commitment to share what we do have and respond to the needs of others. And so we may be a light for the world to see as we seek to be servants endeavoring to make Christ's kingdom visible on earth. That is the message of the hymn. And it's based on the long tradition in Christian and Jewish worship of lament, of being able to spend time weeping with those who weep and yet daring to say that what seems normal is not normal and that the a better world is not only possible, but should be what we strive for. So we remain seated as the voices stand and leave longing for light. <laughs>
Our next um, piece will be by um, will be my companion by Helen Hagenberg, an American composer of choral works educated at Drake University. The piece is called My Companion, and it's a tender and beautiful setting of a text by the American poet Edith Franklin Wyatt that speaks of companionship and the joys of sharing it as we travel along the road of life. Um, companionship and friendship are motifs you find regularly in the Christian tradition. Some of it comes from the Old Testament and the idea of the friendship of the Lord, uh, the friendship with God. And in the New Testament, again, that sense of Christ as a friend, but also companionship of the people of God, the idea that Christian life is lived together rather than as individuals. Hagenberg employs her characteristically rich harmonic language to create a piece with great depth and beauty. You are my companion, down the silver road, still and many changing, infinitely changing. You are my companion. Something sings in lives, days of walking on and on, deep beyond all singing, wonderful, fast singing. Wonderful our road, long and many changing, infinitely changing. This more wonderful, we are here together, you and I together. I am your companion, you are my companion, my own true companion.
next we will hear a setting of the song of Simeon, often called the Nang Dimittis for um, the Latin um, the Latin for the first few lines, Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. Um, it was written by, uh, it was composed by Margaret Ritzer. Uh, Margaret Ritzer came to composition late, having first studied singing at the Royal College of Music and the National School of Opera. In 1986, she dedicated herself to the work of spirituality and the wider aspect of music in the community. Her Song of Simeon, composed in 2009, sets a poem of the same name by Mary Holtby, which is her adaptation of the Gospel of Luke. The poem setting by Ritzer is part of her 16 piece Officium Divinum, the Divine Office, with pieces divided into four groups for liturgical use throughout the day, morning prayer, midday prayer, evening prayer, and night prayer. The Song of Simeon belongs to the night prayer group. And the song is what Simeon sings as the Christ child is brought to the temple for the first time. It is this story in the Gospel of Luke uh, where the, the, divine, the Holy Family comes to the temple and there they meet two people, both advanced in age, <coughs> Anna and Simeon. Both of them recognize that God is present in a new way. And Simeon says, oh, now I can depart in peace. My life is fulfilled. Anna, in contrast, jumps up, goes out and tells everybody. And I often think it would be wonderful, wouldn't it, if we could have a song of Anna as well as a song of Simeon. Anyway, the song of Simeon is a beautiful reflection on a life well lived, of contentment and the ability to recognize God at work. So we now listen to the song of Simeon.
Next, we will sing together in every generation. This is a hymn by Ali Barrett, a chaplain working in higher education. She spent, several, she spent years first in parish ministry, time teaching in a theological college, and time as a children's minister. Uh, I've had the privilege of working with Ali a little bit, and she's a, wonderfully, well, she's a wonderful human being, but also has an amazing gift of curating creative worship and worship that draws all ages together. And so the text in every generation reflects her commitment to bring together young and old people of all ages to worship in the same space. The text of this hymn is a version of a hymn originally written by Barrett to the tune Ewing of the hymn Jerusalem the Golden, adapted at the request of St. Martin in the Fields for a BBC Radio 4 Sunday worship broadcast in February 2018. And so we remain seated as the voices stand and lead in every generation. Well, my apologies, I missed out a piece. I was thinking, it's really early, we should have done something else. But there's something poetic about it. I'm not quite awake today because I spend the night sitting up with a poorly child. And we're celebrating International Women's Day. And that, I'm afraid, is often the lot of working mothers. Anyway, what we will hear next, which we should have heard earlier, 
is uh, My Guardian Angel by Judith Weir. Weir was born into a Scottish family in 1954, but grew up near London. She studied composition with John Tavener during her school days. In 2014, she was appointed Master of the Queen's Music in succession to Sir Peter Maxwell Davies. In January 2015, she became associate composer to the BBC Singers. My Guardian Angel was composed in 1997 and first performed by the Joyful Company of Singers and the Spitterfields Festival audience at Christchurch Spitterfields on the 23rd of December that year. Weir describes the piece as a carol which celebrates the increased incidence of public appearances by angels at Christmas time. I quite like the idea of public appearances by angels. Often they appear to a very limited public in the stories. It's a setting of a short text by the 18th and 19th century poet William Blake. Blake was born in London in 1757, and from early childhood he spoke about having visions. Age four, he claimed to see God put his head to the window. Around age nine, while walking in Peckham Rye, he saw a tree filled with angels. Perhaps the text is reflective of his own attitude to life. The angel that presided over my birth said, little creature, fond of joy and mirth, go love without the help of anything on earth.
Thank you for joining us today for Great Sacred Music. There is an opportunity at the end to donate to a retiring collection, and you can give either in cash or different ways of giving are detailed on the back of your sheet. Please do join us for Great Sacred Music next Thursday at 1 p.m. If you can't join us in person, you can find Great Sacred Music online on our Facebook page or on St. Martin's Digital 24 hours later on Fridays at 1 p.m. And if you enjoy this, you can also join us each Sunday at 3.15 for Choral Classics, or sister program led by members of St. Martin's Voices. We finish today with Halcyon Days by Melissa Dunphy. Melissa Dunphy is an Australian composer now living in the US. Her piece, Halcyon Days, written to a text by poet Jacqueline Goldfinger, was, is written to a text by this poet. This text creates a period of calm during winter storms where we reflect on what we have lost, but rise up to face the new year with joy and grace. Opera Today magazine describes the piece as being a beautifully concordant and consolidating prayer. Others describe it as a meditation of the sacred, the familiarity of well-worn prayers and a rising up towards the dawn of joy and peace. The text talks about well-worn prayers, this idea is that believers walk through life using prayers that are their companions throughout. Sacred days draw near, traditions hallowed and won. Well-worn prayers embrace their heirs when love returns as embers. Dreams delayed, hopes frayed in the blue nights of winter. Daybreak dreams of reunion lost. Rise up, tattered and torn. Rise up, barren and reborn. Go forth in peace, bring joy to the dawn and grace. Turn your face upon us.